0: Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. This episode of Pip Panther Rants, another sports rants podcast, is brought to you by the Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. It's intersection of sports and not sports. You know, we'll talk about anything. Um, you can check us out at www.sportstrink.org or at Sports Drink on Instagram at Sports Drink without the vowels. Check us out! Leave the door open because you know we're trying to let the funk out. Welcome in to another Pit Panther Rants and other sports rants podcast. What Harris, your host. Brought to you by the Sports Shrink, obviously. And it is game week. As Thursday, Pitts football journey. I guess you can say resumes so much has happened in the last I don't know 8 months finally we get the you know sit back and enjoy the another you know time of college football I mean I did watch one game over the weekend I watched the Nebraska game Northwestern the first drive for Nebraska I can say it did look like the pit offense we all, we all know in love with Kenny Pickett but as you know, first drives in almost any football game like that, it's kind of a mirage because there's also because there's you know, you have that drive, but there's also you got mm, say that drive lasts maybe three minutes possibly, you've got fifty seven other minutes in that game yet. So and when you're playing against Pat Fitzgerald at Northwestern, it's gonna be a marathon. It's gonna be. A, it's not gonna be like a. Um, it's not gonna be a fast, you know, hundred you know, meter or whatever track race. It's gonna be a long ass marathon. Pat's gonna make you go twenty. Uh, was it twenty six point two miles? Yeah, he's gonna make you go to full twenty six miles. You know, you're not gonna go thirteen. You're not gonna do a five k or a ten k. It's gonna be the full twenty six point two. That's how Pat Fitzgerald is. I mean, he's a very patient guy. People were bashing him because he was early in the game. He kicked the field goal to make a seven three, and I guess late in the game he he kicked the field goal, which they missed. But that's just how he is. He's a. I think what he does is he looks at the whole big picture of how the game's going, and he's just like you know what, let's just kick here because I think you know we'll get the ball back eventually. The way you know the way things are going. And you can tell by Nebraska's body language, especially from the quarterback, that he, you know, he was like... He was overwhelmed. He didn't know what to do. Nothing, no matter what they did, wasn't working. And, you know, Pat Narduzzi, you know, does get a lot of crap for bashing his coworkers. And I said that before. It could be, you know, what he's doing could come back to bite him. But in uh, this instance insta- on... um. Saturday, he was right. You know, don't don't fuck with the dudes. You know, he tends to know what he's talking about. But I mean, Northwestern started to get to the quarterback, and of course, they're just their, their confidence just was, Nebraska's confidence was shattered, and they came out. They eventually won the game. I mean, it's what it is. It's like you know, like I said, the marathon. Nebraska started to get gassed towards the end. Northwestern still jog still jogging along, you know, doing at the same pace to what they had, what they you know started the first game, you know, begin the game with, still jogging, hardly out of breath. Nebraska huffing and puffing, and that was it. I mean, I did see I did, I did see Vanderbilt Hawaii, and people are really people really pumped up about Vanderbilt right now, but you gotta realize it's Hawaii. I mean, this isn't Cole Brennan, Hawaii, you know, that they played. It's just, Hawaii hasn't really, I mean, have they been, they haven't really been good in, in recent years. Well, they haven't, you know. Well, let's share the recent records. Uh, let's see. They had, you know. Yeah, they haven't been really that great. Although, they had a little resurgence with Nick Rulovich. They finished 10-5. and five. Todd Graham took them over next year with 5-4, 6-7. Well, uh, not too bad, but still, they're Hawaii. They're not the cult, well. The Colt Brennan Hawaii finished. What was it? Uh, 11, 3, yeah, that's that was under June Jones. Okay, this isn't the June Jones Hawaii. Okay, it isn't. So let's get over that. I mean, definitely isn't. They're just Hawaii. But you know, I'm surprised. Not. I'm surprised a lot of athletes don't go to Hawaii for, 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 for to play football or basketball. I mean, it's a be- I mean, it's obviously a beautiful place, beaches, whatever. I, you know, I'm very surprised that you know that they don't really get enough. Well, they they play in the I guess the what, the Mountain West now, and so it's not a very you know attractive type of gig. But you know, I think personally, if you're if you're um, If your college football career is going nowhere, and say you're playing for a P5 team and you want to go have a change of uh, you know scenery, I say go to Hawaii. I say go to Hawaii, transfer to Hawaii. You know, sure you're not going to probably play in any any big big bowl games or whatnot, but at least you're going to be you know have nice weather. You know, lots of good scenery, all that stuff. Although I could be wrong about all that, who knows? <clears throat> now, other things that happen: Top Guns in the theaters, and um, well, no, it's still in the theaters, I think. But it's available on streaming now, which I purchased it because I know that it's going to save me whatever mo- whatever money I'm spending at this at the studio movie Star St- St- Cinema Grill, where uh, basically I'm paying my you know, my, I think my ticket would be like the tickets like. At the start, is probably like 12 bucks maybe or 10, 10 bucks. But I'm getting those leather reclining seats. And they're, and, they're, and they're not connected together. They're all on their own separate, you know, things. And a plus, you know, I'm getting really good food. I mean, burgers, all you know, street tacos, all kind of stuff you can order from there. I mean, it's like, it's like being an actual decent restaurant and a movie theater at the same time. I mean, I actually love going to Lowe's early, on, early when it opened because I love going to the bar and you know having a few beers and going. Well, and of course, you get the, you, know, you get the drink beer and um, you get the drink beer and what's it called in the uh, first class? But it starts similar. You get to drink get alcohol no matter where you sit. There's no really there's no first class seating at all. It's just all the seats are leather. Everything's everything's good, and it's more of a grown up type audience. You know, you're not dealing with a lot of um, little kids running around up and down the thing. Usually, if I mean, if I take my kids to theaters, I'm going to go somewhere where there's other little kids. But at this point, they're a little bit more grown up now to know to be quiet and they don't need to, you know, have walk around the theater. They can, they can sit still. But needless to say, I enjoyed the whole, um, I enjoyed the whole theater experience of going to see Top Gun. I saw three times and, you know, Purchasing the movie for twenty bucks, which is kind of steep for a digital movie. Um, well, you know what? It's no. Diff- I mean, if you paid twenty dollars for a DVD back in the late nineties or early two thousands, even VHS, still, you know, it's no big difference. Now there were some movies where I had to go to Suncoast actually, in the Cent- in Century III Mall to get to buy them because. They were never available at Circuit City or Best Buy. And it was, you know, like the the Kevin Smith movies, I remember remember Mall Rats. The only place I could find that was was Suncoast. You know, Circuit City didn't have it. Best Buy wasn't even open yet. No, they weren't. But I think Circuit City just opened around Pleasant Hills. But, you know, Best Buy really didn't open until '97. I remember. Whatever Sun TV still as well. My uh, Sun TV was not a good place to buy stuff as well. CDs, you know, DVDs. Of course, they closed. Well, wait a second. They, yeah, Best Buy came in '97, and Sun uh, Sun TV closed. It was '98 they closed. At least the one in Pleasant Hills did. I mean, they. I always enjoyed Sun TV and appliances because, especially for computer stuff. If you wanted you know, if you wanted good deals, you, you went there, but then all the you know, but then Circus City and Best Buy came in and ruined that. It's like, you know, also in Pleasant Hills, you had you had Busy Beaver, you had Builder Square, you had Heckinger's. Three you had like three home improvement places to go to. Then um Home Depot came in and ki- and killed all three of them. And I remember one. I remember I was going to Heckinger's for something one time, and some guy was like, "Yeah, you should come work here. They took really good care of us. You know, they're a great place." And he was telling me all the stuff they do from a Labor Day. On Labor Day, they have this Labor Day picnic or whatever. Yeah, a year later, they were they were out of business. Um, Builder Square was still there. Busy Beaver. The crazy part is out of all those. In that Century, century Three area, Home Depot, Home Depot killed every single one of those except for Busy Beaver. Busy Beaver stayed open a long time. I remember way after those two, way after Heckinger's and uh, uh, Builder Square. But now Home Depot is the top dog, and pretty much when you talk about going anywhere, it's going to be either Home Depot. It's going to be your Home Depot or, or Lowe's. So alright, well I'm I'm been rambling here about a whole bunch of stuff. I'm I'm supposed to actually talk about the pit you know, pit football season. Um, and I'm not. But first of all, let's get let's get the Pit West Virginia game out of the way. I think in this game, you know, we'll see a balanced attack like we what we've been you know. What we'll see with Frank Sinetti. We and, and the thing is, is what's great about this is Pitt has the offensive line with their stars back. They have you know held a, a, a plenty of depth at running back and plenty of you know staple receivers and tight ends as well. I mean they got a whole bunch of they got a whole bunch of products on the shelf that they can pull pull off and use use whichever. That's the that's the that's a really good thing. Uh, the big issue is quarterback. I think still. You know, I watched some. I watched Keto and Slovis last year at USC, and I, especially in the Notre Dame game. And if we're getting that key and Slovis, we're we're pretty much going to have we're pretty much going to be screwed. So I'm, I'm I'm happy that he that he's accurate because I did watch the Pitt spring game. I saw if there's one thing about. Um, Nick Perry that really hurt him was his accuracy. The guy's very mobile. But if you're not accurate enough to hit hit these receivers and you're not going to play much. But my hope for Keaton is he, you know that you know he's able to re- get the ball out quickly get get through his progressions. What you know what we saw with Kenny Pickett last year I'm hoping we can see with with um Keaton Slovis. That's what I'm hoping. And, you know, Kenny's obviously getting sewn in with the Steelers as well. I mean, he's finding his niche. I mean, he's not going to play right away. I mean, you do have a, a small minority of Mason Rudolph people, and he, it just is what it is. I mean, uh, he's going to go somewhere else and play, and hopefully picks up. I mean, you know, hopefully he goes somewhere where he can compete for a starting job to show that he what he's worth. But he had his opportunity last year and I and I mean, I'm sorry, tying a a, a Detroit team is no excuse for that. I don't care what it is, how bad the line is. But last year basically I washed up Ben Roethlisberger It was the steer's best chance at winning games last year. And that was pretty bad. You know, Mason wasn't all, you know, Mason just is what he is. Uh, the same with um, Dwayne Haskins, God rest his soul. I mean, he was a first round pick, and he just you know it didn't, it didn't work out. But as, as far as this game as Pitt West Virginia goes, I expect West Virginia to probably challenge Pitt's passing game. They're probably gonna you know get seven you know they're probably gonna put some you know they're gonna pressure Keon early and try to shut down Pitt's running game. But I think. Um, He'll, you know, Sigman will throw some wrinkles. in. he'll get the backs involved. Pitt should win this game. No excuse. But if you look at the Pitt's uh, margin of victory since 2000 against West Virginia, it's 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 not really good. It's less than double digits. So if Pitt wins this game. It's uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a close one. You know, it could be. it, it could possibly it could possibly be a low scoring one at that. So I mean, if Pitt does win a lowest scoring game, don't be surprised. If they if they if they knock the block off of West Virginia, I'll be I'll be even more surprised. But that's just what I expect. Now look at the the Pitt preview that Amanda Godsey put out. I looked at hers last year as well. I mean, I used hers. Pretty good stuff. I mean, she talks about the quarterbacks, and she talked about how Slovis has developed a connection with the receiving corps before training camp even began. That's really cool because she mentions that Joe Burrow did the same exact thing with you know with guys like Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase when they went for the national championship. And, of course, she said he and receivers had a goal of getting 10,000 throws over the summer. And that's what she says here, that Joe Burrow and their corpse did this as well. That was their goal. So, I mean, I, that's good. If he's getting on the same page as receivers, that makes me a lot more happier. Yeah, losing... Um, they lost five receivers, but they added, you know, Canada Mumfield, Bob Beans from Louisiana Tech. They got Asin Copeland, they got Shane Noblaco, I butchered that. Of course, they got Jared Wayne, Jaden Lombarn, Bradley, and Miles Austin. They got they got a whole bunch of bunch of staples there. And of course they got T Underwood as a receivers coach this year. I mean, he's gonna be doing more than just coaching receivers. He's got more responsibility. Of course, they got their tight ends. Get are Bartholomew and Kyrie Kai Wright. And of course, you know they got running backs. They got Israel Ebikana, Vincent Davis, Ronnie Hammond. You know they got those two guys. They got those three guys. And of course, they got Daniel Carter, who's more of a fullback. And they got C-Bow Thamister. I mean, you know they got. Their situation offensively is a lot better than what it was a few years back. I mean, at one time they had, um, at one time they had, they were solid running back with Olsson and, and Walls, or I should say uh, Hall, Darren Hall. I should say. I'm thinking of Darren Walls. I'm thinking. I'm thinking about the freaking. Um, who is it, that, is it was Darren Walls the guy from from Woodland Hills? I believe it was. Yep, he played in our Dame, and he's only 34 years old. I think, yeah, Pitt recruited him, I remember. He just, uh, one one his inaugural year, he recruited him. I think he committed to Notre Dame after they beat the crap out of us in that opening thing, I believe. Or he did. it was before, after either one. It was around that same time. Pitt's offensive line, you know, it's returning all five starters. Carter Warren, Marcus Miner, Owen Drexel, Jake Cradle, Gabe Hoy. And also the Matt Goncalves calves and Blake Zubovic. I mean, they've got that's going to be their big thing right there. But I mean, like I said, I mean, you know, one time their 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 strength was running back, and now they've got a lot more than that. On defense, you know, they're uh, they're returning seven linemen with starting experience. I mean, we're talking Baldonado, Desmond Alexandre, Alexander, John Morgan. And then of course you got Nate Temple, who's you know Charlie's pretty high on. Collegia, uh, Collegia or Collegia Cancy. I'm, not, I'm, I'm butchering names like hell this today. Uh, of course you got linebacker Savosia Dennis. Although that's the big thing is the linebackers. It's a huge thing. That's a big question mark. You know they are Brandon George. And, of course, uh, Bengali Kamara, they're, they're, they've been talking about a lot. Um, they like Shane Simon as well. And supposedly Tyler Wilts they like as well. Penn, I mean, Pat is pretty high on some, a lot of these guys. And if Pat's high on these guys, i you know, well, yeah. And, of course, Pitt's returning three stars in the secondary. Mar- Marquise Williams, Eric Hallett, and Brandon Hill. I just talked about him. Or was that a different Brandon Hill? Oh, yeah, I I thought about Brandon George. I'm sorry. That was a linebacker. So, Brandon Hill comes back. I mean, they... And, of course, they got, you know, A.J. Woods and M.J. Devin Shower. I mean, they've... You know, Pitt's going to be looking pretty well in that. And, of course, special teams. Got Sam Scarton. I mean, Pat's pretty high on his kickers. I mean, he's got Skarton, Sols, Caleb Junko, supposedly. Of course, they got punters. Right now, it's between Cam Guest, or freshman Sam Vanderhaar, a punter. Um, things are kind of weird here. I mean, looking at this for what Amanda has has, has uh, broke down for for us here. There's a lot to take in here. I mean, I mean this this I would say this um this preview makes you feel really good about yourself. I mean, as a pit fan, definitely it does. It's I don't know, it's weird. And it's just too crazy, but I mean last year, I mean we had we had a team that was 11 11 and th- um 113 we had a uh, first round pack first round draft pick, a quarter, uh, that was our quarterback. And we had a uh, Blinikov at receiver, you know. And somehow we still managed to lose to Western Michigan and Miami is Miami. We always lose to them. And I think you know Desmond Howard has this as a um, he has us, he has this as one of the teams to go to the um, college football playoff. Which you know, as a Pitt fan, you're still kind of weirded out by these things. You're still weirded out by a lot of this stuff that's that's happening. But I would I would argue that Pitt's going opportunity to probably play in the college football playoff was last year when they had guys like Pickett and Addison. And there's just so many question marks. Yeah, it's just all too weird. But as if, if I'm going to break down the the, the wins here for Pitt. Uh, Let's see. The first week they got West Virginia, and that's a win. I have Tennessee's a loss mainly because of how Tennessee caught on last year. And we kind of got lucky last year against Tennessee because we went against really bad quarterback play. And um, Josh Hooper's offense scores a lot of points, but I think pick and probably. I mean, I almost, penciled, I almost penciled this as a win because I feel if pick if Pick can control the tempo of this game, and one thing about um, Tennessee is their offensive line isn't good. If Pick and get pressure on the quarterback, it's in. Basically, Pick can make this. Pick and force this team to make a lot of mistakes. But unfortunately, I have them as a loss. Uh, Western Michigan next week is a win. Rhode Island's a win. Um, Georgia Tech's a win. I have Virginia Tech as a win as well, but they're going up. They're going up against Brent Pry. Who knows Pitt? He played. You know, he coached the Penn State. Now I have them playing. Louis, now I have them losing to Louisville, which is at Louisville after the Virginia Tech win. They're going against. They're going. To, uh, they're, um, excuse me. Excuse my language. Here, I'm speaking too fast. Uh, they're going up against Malik Cunningham, who basically is almost like a uh, Lamar Jackson type player. The guy can flat out make plays. It just. And I think that's going to be one of those games where Pitt usually has at least one what the fuck loss per season. That's probably going to be it. The one there, I, th- I believe. They'll beat North Carolina the next week because we watched North Carolina did start out the season last week and people are I don't know they're playing four a And M and people are talking about how dominant they were and I think four a And M U was was missing like twenty players because of the APR crap. Syracuse will win. I almost had UVA as a loss because of Brandon Armstrong, but they have a new coach. Uh, They don't. They're off. Their defense is pretty bad. And we saw that. I mean, they they obviously can score points. They just give up a lot. And With a new coach, I'm not sure how that's going to factor in. So I got Pitt winning that game. And then I uh, have being Duke. And I have playing against, against Miami, and I have them losing to Miami. I think Pitt doesn't win the Coastal this year. I think it's Miami. Uh, the ACC, I believe, is going to be Miami versus Clemson because I think that's what Ephraim... Pitt Wake force I think the ACC probably wants a Miami Clemson championship game but it's gonna be it's gonna be really up to Miami to do that because Miami has to win games you know I think you know if you look at the conference initially I mean how how the how, how the uh, divisions were laid out it was basically set up for Clemson FSU to dominate the one side. Where it's and it's mostly been and that's been true, you know, FSU has been the two national title games. Clemson has been the you know been the several as well. So the Atlantic has been set up for Clemson, and FSU to dominate. But eventually, you have some few wrinkles that, that come through like Wake Forest. But on the other side of it, I think they had they had it set up to where you're going to get probably either Miami. Virginia Tech. Yeah, they had this set up to where it would be either Miami or Virginia Tech, possibly North Carolina to represent the coastal. But uh, I don't, th- I don't think they factored in the the uh, the fact that the I don't know that the last maybe was it three years. If you're excluding the the pandemic year, let's see, you have Pitt, UVA, and then Pitt as your, uh, as your coastal champs. In fact, let's take a look at this for instance. Um, Let's look at the champions since expansion began. See, Pitt joined was it 2013 or 2012? What was it? 2012, I think. Let's see. um, 2012, the, the coastal was represented by Georgia tech. Then the next year, 2013, was Duke. 2014, it was represented by Georgia Tech. 2015, you had North Carolina. 2016, Virginia Tech. 2017, Miami. Then Pitt, UVA, and Pitt. So, I mean, the last few years has been, you know, it's has been York-Pitter or Virginia. But you've also had Georgia Tech and Duke also in there as well. Georgia Tech was there twice. But I think this was more for Miami, Virginia Tech, and North Carolina to, to, you know, to reap the benefits. It hasn't really worked out like they wanted to. You know, you know, the you know, Beamer ball has fallen apart, or it fell apart. Miami's been, uh, whatever. But for some reason we we can't beat them for you know for lives dependent on it. North Carolina gets plenty of hype all the time, and I don't understand why. But I think this year my ACC probably wants a Miami Clemson. And I think that's what's going to happen. But oh, oh no, I have Pitt finishing. Let's see, with only two losses, three losses, nine and three, nine three still isn't a bad year. They're, I mean, are, is Pick capable of more than nine wins? Of course, they're, they're more. They are. It's just I'm. I don't really, really feel comfortable with uh. With with um, those expectations on them. Because I know what happens usually. I don't think I. I picked them. I don't, I don't think I picked them last year to win the ACC either. No, I didn't, and, I, and to be honest with you, I probably never will, unless it becomes a less unless they're consistently. Can, you know, unless you're like Clemson, they keep you know. I'm gonna say, yeah, it's pits You know, pits the win. Um, it's just, I'm, it's just. I'm having a hard time with that yet. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll get over it one day. Who knows? But yeah, Miami, Clemson, Clemson wins the ACC. SEC, I got Bama and Georgia. I think Nick Saban obviously is going to go for the um, revenge. He wants revenge, so Bama's going to finish business. Big 12, I got, surprisingly, Oklahoma State winning it. Um, I was going to go with Oklahoma, but new coach. People are picking Baylor, but I'm not really comfortable with Baylor. I think uh, Oklahoma State's bringing back their, their quarterback, and I think if he can lower down the turnovers, they're fine. Pac-12, I got Utah. And the Big 10, I got Ohio State with the revenge. And that's pretty much it. That's pretty much what I got as far as the whole thing goes. Uh, as far as the ACC goes, I think Clemson... I th- well, Wake Forest, obviously, they lost their quarterback. Hartman's out. I do think uh, Louisville could be a surprise team in the in the Atlantic. People just love North Carolina State. I'm just not convinced with them yet. Uh, they couldn't... Uh, they couldn't win the... Um, Atlantic, even when Clemson was down last year, so I just don't. They're gonna be a they're gonna be a program that always hovers around nine, three, eight, and four, which isn't bad. <clears throat> I would kill for that. Although we always hover around and 4, But if Pitt has another double digit win season, or they win the, or they compete. For, you know, if they're in the, they win the. the the coast coastal conference, then yeah, I'm gonna feel really weird. So, but yeah, I'm, I wasn't gonna pick Pitt this year when the conference. I just wasn't comfortable with it. Just, it just it's just just all too weird for me. Ring a lot of that, especially ring a man that's pre, you know, preview as well. It just it was too freaking weird. Especially after they lost a, a first round pick a first round pick a quarterback, and a Blinnikov winner. I just don't you know. I just I don't know. Something's weird. Anyways, I'm done here, guys. I think that's really all I got to talk about. I mean, I think Thursday I'll talk about the well, I have Pitt being West Virginia. I'll have to talk about the, the opening games as well, which I will, I'm sure, because I'll probably talk about the Backyard Brawl on Friday. You know, if I feel like it. depends on how the depends on the outcome of the game. Anyways, guys, have a great week, and let's count down the game day. How to pick?